And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, and it's time to get busy. Well, for some of us, anyway. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. We are live from the bunker. Where's the Where's the camera? Where's the camera? What's going on here? Hold on, everything's frozen. Because that's what happens. <laughs> All right, hold on. Um, give me a second here. I tell you, it's Monday all the way around. <laughs> My name is Jason Hyde. I'm the editor here at SciFiForMe.com. Glad to have all of you with us. And uh, it is, like I said, it's a, it's a Monday uh, already. So anyway, okay, so lots of stuff going on. Uh, let me get through some of the uh, busy work here. Shout out to everybody who listens to this program as a podcast. We're on various different platforms. And I do invite you to check out the live video. We're broadcasting to Odyssey, YouTube, and Rumble. And uh, it appears that Odyssey might, uh, not Odyssey, YouTube might be buffering a little bit. Uh, in that case, head over to Odyssey and Rumble. It doesn't seem like we're having some any issues over there right now. I blame the Stone Martin Weasels. They are active today. Uh, things have been freezing up and, and uh, not cooperating very much <clears throat> and I gotta say I was sweating today because we, we've been doing really well uh, on on stuff on having guests and whatnot and and I was sweating today and I get a I get an error message here from YouTube it says it's not getting enough uh, video to maintain smooth streaming so apparently we're gonna buffer again I don't understand why that is because for the first week week and a half when we came back we were streaming to five different platforms at a specific bit rate and everything was fine and then we then we went to three platforms at the same bit rate, and YouTube says now we're not, it's not getting enough bit rate. And I've adjusted the bit rate, and I've put the bit rate back, and it's just, let me, let, I, I don't know, I hate YouTube. That's, that's all there is to it. I just, I, I hate YouTube. Let me do that. Let me adjust the bit rate here and see if that helps. <clears throat> anyway, yes, it's already been mentioned in the chat. We do have a Discord. We have a, 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 a an email address live from the bunker at sci fi for me.com for any of you who want to give us feedback on the show. Or if you want to send us your recording 
uh, of the message to Todd for anybody who is uh, who is going to join us in saying hi, Todd. Todd is here, uh, and of course, you know, uh, senior office dog, not a care in the world. Uh, there he is in his uh, in his little bunker bed. So. Dave says, the Stone Martin weasels are relentless. They were in overdrive last week for me. Yes. It, I just, I don't understand what the problem is. I I just, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, it, yeah, but it looks like, it looks like YouTube is buffering. So my apologies to anybody who is watching us on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure what I can do at this point. Other than to just um, call for a hex on YouTube, uh, I guess maybe we could do that, or, or, or y'all could y'all could go over to Odyssey and Rumble and say over there, uh, Michael made it. Let's see who else is here. I see Keely's here, Dave's here, Death Angel Shadow is here, Weatherman is here. Somebody give the router more coffee? Yes, absolutely. That will help. <coughs> and I got to you know, it's it's the coffee in good supply at the ready. Well, I have my mug. I've got I've got coffee at least for this first hour. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I said I was sweating it. Here's the story. Because I tell stories. So last night I'm sweating because I don't have a guest lined up, and I we've been doing pretty well, you know. I've got my little calendar and I'm filling in the dates and all of that, and I realize that for Monday and Tuesday I don't have confirmations on anything yet. <clears throat> now for tomorrow, I'm waiting to hear back because I'm hoping to get Paul DeGarabedian back on here so we can talk about Argyle and Apple's. The potential sustainability of Apple spending so much money to make movies. And Netflix has decided we're not doing theatrical stuff. We're a streaming service, and that's where we're going to keep our movies. So I'm hoping to get Paul on here tomorrow. He's checking his calendar because it's been a, a really busy week for him there over at Comscore. And I'm I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do here? I mean, I, I can vamp for a couple of hours. That's not a problem. I, I don't have... Any trouble with the gift of gab? I mean, I can I can go for however long I need to go. That I wasn't worried about. And there's plenty of news items here uh, that I'll get to here in a moment. But I'm like, I, I don't have a guest. Well, there's this adage. The Lord will provide. So I wake up this morning. I got an email from the representatives of Harry Turtledove. They said, we've got... We've got the interview on for today is that is that on your calendar is that right well sure i'll say i absolutely you know so i sent him a note back i said well i i didn't i i but yeah we can we can absolutely do that i mean i was honest i don't because i had sent an email last week providing a, a, a group of a number of different dates that were still available on the on the February calendar because we were trying to line everything up. Today was not in that set. But they sent it back and they said, I got it on the calendar for today. And I said, okay, we'll do today. That's great. We can do it. I, no problem. I, don't ha I got the hour free. Let's do it. 
So then, so then, I put all of the streams together, I get all of the information in there, all the descriptions and whatnot, and I hesitate. I hesitate to hit the button on Odyssey, because here's what happens with Odyssey. little inside baseball here. Whenever I set up these streams, I have to fill in a lot of different fields, a lot of different lines of information and whatnot. You know, title of the of the video, and a description on the video, what's about, and you know, links and whatever, <coughs> keywords and and whatnot. But for Odyssey, I have to manually create the URL, the actual web address for the video. Now, Rumble does it automatically. YouTube does it automatically. But for Odyssey, I have to type it in. And there have been times where I have manually typed in, and here's the guest name, and everything's all set and done and finished. And then last minute, guest doesn't show up. We had that happen a few weeks ago with Lee Romeyer. He, he had a schedule conflict at the last minute. He couldn't make it. We're still, we're still looking to reschedule him. So I have everything set up. I was like, ah. If he doesn't confirm, but if he did, but but his rep said I've got him on the calendar for today, so I'm like, well, that's that's pretty solid. Okay, let's go ahead, hit the button, set it, everything up, everything's going out, get all of the links, and I send them to to Harry Turtle Dub's rep, and I say, here are all the public facing links if you want to share them, and I go and I blast all over social media. Harry Turtle Dub's going to be here. And then I get an email back. It says, I haven't heard from Harry yet if today's going to work. <laughs> let me let, I'll let you know. I was like, ah. Which calls to mind the other, the other one, the other phrase. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. So we're going to kind of wing it. And if Harry Turtle Dove shows up in the second hour, we are going to be golden. And if he doesn't, and if we end up on a different date, then that's fine, too. So just, just to let you know, that's how my morning has gone. Live live television, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, real quick, the other thing, too. I did get confirmation next Tuesday, the 13th. Author Tim Akers will be our guest. And I have reached out. Uh, after uh, after Yellow Flash had them on his channel Saturday night, I have reached out to Gabe El Tayeb and Dean Kane to invite them onto the program to talk about their new graphic novel. So we'll see what happens there. They've got a very busy schedule, so uh, we'll do that. Uh, on Wednesday, direct filmmaker, director Michael Litvak will be here. He's talking about his new... Uh, rom-com molly and max in the future and then dan danford's going to be here on thursday and i imagine we'll probably talk about the disney earnings call which is wednesday afternoon it's a busy week it's a very busy week and it started yesterday with the saturn awards And, yeah, <laughs> I, I complained a little bit 
uh, to Mrs. Boss. And, 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 and unfortunately, Mrs. Boss is not here in the studio today. It's an office day, so she's not here today. She's, she's down at the office. She could tell you. She could tell you that I had a few choice things to say about Saturn Awards last night. <coughs> here, now, it's, it's one of those things. When I get to it, yeah, a little. So the Saturn Awards, for those of you who are not familiar... The Saturn Awards are a, a an award that's been around that was founded in 1972 by Donald Reed. And it is set to recognize the craft of, of storytelling in genre, science fiction, fantasy, horror, in film and television. It's specifically for film and television. Because at the time, back in the 70s, pretty much the only thing that you had then were the Oscars and the Emmys to recognize filmed media uh the hugos were a literary award the the nebulas and 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 all of these different awards that were out there they were they were literary awards they didn't really recognize film and television categories or video game categories from comic books and stuff until later so dr reed says okay we're going to do this it was originally called the golden scrolls and then it became the saturn awards and it recognizes Film and TV, sci-fi, fantasy, horror. Best TV shows, best actors, best supporting actors, best movie, best directing, best editing, best music, and all that. And over the years, it's added home video. It's added uh, uh, streaming. You know, it's, it's various different things. And so the 51st annual awards were presented last night in Burbank, California. Joel McHale back as the host. It was streamed on the Electric Now app, which you can watch it online. You can download the app and you can watch it on your phone. And it was a three-hour broadcast. And... I will say this, because here in the super secret underground bunker at World Headquarters, deep beneath World Headquarters, I have all of this technology. I have all this equipment. All this equipment is not state of the art. I don't have the latest, greatest Biggie Wow tech. I don't do anything in 4K. Some of my cameras are not even HD. But that's okay. Because I have everything that I need in order to present to you a relatively professional-looking broadcast. I have multiple cameras. I have multiple sources. I can manage all of these different things. And I'm watching the Saturn Awards. And I'm thinking to myself, and I said this to Mrs. Boss more than once, I could do better blindfolded, in my sleep, with one arm tied behind my back. This production, it was okay. But I could do better. Because at the end of it, three hours, well, I won't, I, won't, I won't spoil the end yet. During the broadcast, whenever they went to a commercial break, quote-unquote so-called, 
it was two and a half to three minutes of a 30-second spot for the network repeated back to back to back to back to back to back. So you would get this same 30-second spot for Electric Now five or six times in a row in the break. And then when that break was over, you come back and they would already be back in the show. And if I missed something, wait a minute, what was that that they said? What was that graphic? What was that list? And if I tried to go back in the live broadcast there on the site, if I, you know, because on YouTube or any of these other places, you could drag this timeline back. So if you if you missed something earlier, you could go back to the to the beginning. You could you could actually start watching 10 seconds ago, 30 seconds ago, two minutes ago, and you could just keep going from there. It doesn't automatically just re-jump to wherever it is that we're live. The Electric Now app does. Because I could scroll back and I could see something and then here's the spots and then we're back to the live stuff. The live feed. It's like, stop doing that. And as we go through all of this, they do the thing and Terrible microphone at the podium. <laughs> lots of plosives. Lots of plosives last night. Lots of heavy breathing. <gasps> terrible, terrible sound design. No microphones on the crowd, so it sounds like it's a completely dead room. I can see there's a crowd there. I can see there's people. And there's quite a few people. There should be microphones hanging over the crowd so we can hear applause when people say, hey. Now, in the midst of the show, besides the Saturn Awards, for which there are 40 categories, they also had seven different special awards. Lifetime Achievement, Life Career, all of these, including the George Powell Memorial Award, which was given to Dave Filoni. Now, this is an award to recognize overall career impact to the genre industry. So they give it to Dave Filoni this year. And Ming-Na Wen comes out, and she says some very nice things about Carl Weathers. And then she goes through and talks about Dave Filoni's career in animation and coming on board in Star Wars and all the things he's done with Star Wars, all this great stuff that they say about Dave Filoni. And we're going to give the George Powell Memorial Award to Dave Filoni. And there's applause. And then they cut to the floor reporter on the ground in the back of the room where she reads from her phone the same kind of stuff that Ming-Na Wen has just said on stage about Dave Filoni's career. And while she's, while she's reading from her phone the notes, <clears throat> I see behind her little flashes that kind of indicate they're, they're running some kind of a video montage. The lights have gone down. Dave Filoni has gotten up there. And as soon as little reporterette babe on the floor stops talking, they cut back to the stage where everybody is leaving. 
wait a minute. Hold on. Did did anybody hand Dave Filoni his award? Did Dave Filoni speak? Ming-Na Wen comes back out. She says, I guess we got to do that last part over again. Here's Dave Filoni, the George Powell Memorial Award. So they come back out. Dave Filoni comes back out. They hand him the award again. And this time he gets to speak and does his thing. And a couple of two or three different times during the evening, Joel McHale seemed to be a little confused as to where we were in the show. Oh, we're going to commercial break? Okay. Blindfolded in my sleep with one hand tied behind my back. So I'm watching this, and as I'm going through, I'm marking the winners on our article because I figure... I get the jump on everybody, and as soon as the awards are over, I can post the article. Here are all the winners. So 9 o'clock rolls around, three hours. Three hours that they've been going. And that's it. Good night. And we've all got, hang on, wait a minute. Where's, hold on. You have 18 different categories that you didn't announce. Wait a minute. Who's running this circus? I could do, I could put monkeys in charge and do better. Push this button, monkey. See, the other thing that gets me is they had five cameras. I think five. I think I counted five. One of them was a roving camera. The guy had a handheld camera on the floor. They used that camera once. Maybe twice. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you are paying a union camera guy however much money he's getting paid to wander around and then you don't use his shot. Give me reactions on the floor. Give me Give me a wide shot. Give me a give me a shot from the back. I, give me something. That guy should have been wandering around pointing at camera at different faces and hello, 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 hello. And okay, hold that shot. Hold that shot. Three. I'm t- I'm coming to you. You got a handheld camera and you don't use it. And you get to the end of the show. And you haven't announced half, over half of the awards that you're supposed to be announcing. Now, I did some math. I did some math. And they weren't, but yeah, Michael, they weren't technical awards. They were supporting actor awards and actor awards and best this and best that. They were best music, best, best editing. You know who got best music? John Williams for Indiana Jones. But that didn't get announced last night. Best actor in a television series, Patrick Stewart. Best supporting actor, Jonathan Frakes. Those got announced. But best young performer in television, that didn't get announced. Best editing, that didn't get announced. Best 4K home video presentation, that didn't get out. I mean, there was a bunch of categories that got left out. <coughs> So I, I, I 
sent an email to the Saturn Awards people. And I said, is there going to be a full list of winners available at some point, please? Because I look, and now Locus Online, Locus Magazine is pretty good about posting this kind of stuff. So I go in to check theirs and see if maybe they've got They don't have it posted. So I reluctantly go over to file 770 and see if Mike Glyer has got it. He does, but a couple of those are different from what I've got. So I'm like, I'm not going to use his list. Who knows? So I'm waiting to hear back from the Saturn Awards. Meanwhile, the Saturn Awards have posted the winners this morning. But as I scroll through and I'm doing my check to make sure, yeah, okay, this, yeah, I got that one, got that one, got that one, got that one, got that one. Wait, where's the rest of the list? <laughs> There's categories for which there are winners, and they're not on this list, which is the which is the official website for the Saturn Awards. So I do my math. And I get an email back from them, their, their PR people, with the full list of winners. Great. So now I have the full list of winners. I posted the article, and then I sent a note back. I said, thanks for the list. You know, thanks for providing that. I said, I have to say, it got a little frustrating because we got, the end, got to the end of the show, and, you know, all of these categories hadn't been announced. And the email that I get back... Is so frustrating. The email that I got back says, <clears throat> thanks for sending this over because I sent them the link to our article. Unfortunately, as I'm sure you know, it's extremely difficult to include every category during an award show, but thank you for your feedback. So now I'm fuming. And I did my math. If you've got 40 categories... 40 categories and seven special categories. If you have 40 categories and you spend three minutes per category, that's 120 minutes. That's two hours. Do you think it take two do you think you could take three minutes to present an award? I can. We're here to present the award for Best Actor in a Television Series. Best Actor in a Science Fiction Television Series. The nominees are... And the Saturn Award goes to... It doesn't take you 30 to 45 seconds to run through that list. Give them time. You know, you get 30 seconds or 45 seconds, however long it takes them to get up front. Hand them the award. Say, you've got a minute to talk. That's two hours. Two hours and some change because people will go a little bit long. And you don't have to do bits. Not everybody who comes up to present needs to do a bit. You're not there to entertain us. You're there to inform us. Here are the nominees. Here's who wins. That's all you got to do. No frills. Just go in and just, here's the nominees. Here's the winner. And then the teleprompter goes out. 
the teleprompter goes out. And of course, so now uh, we can't do any of our scripted bits. Well, fine. Just read the list of nominees and tell us, tell us who wins and get off the stage. Just, I mean, it's not that hard. And if you figure, <clears throat> if you figure three minutes per category, that's 120 minutes, that's two hours. You got seven special categories. Let's do five minutes a piece for those. That's 35 minutes. That's two hours and 35 minutes. All the categories, all the special, special awards, and you've got 25 minutes that you can fill with filler. Let's tell you about the Saturn. Here's the history of the Saturn Awards. I can take you five minutes. So okay, there's 240. And then if I'm going to put commercial breaks in, <clears throat> if I'm going to put commercial breaks in, they don't need to be three minutes of the same spot over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. If you're a broadcast network app, like Electric Now is. Electric Now has a number of different TV shows that they run on their network. Leverage, The Librarians, there's a bunch of Dean Devlin stuff because he's a partner in this new channel. Then do give me a spot for each show. Give me a 30-second commercial for The Librarians. Give me a 30-second commercial for Leverage. Give me a 30-second commercial for X and So Show. Give me, a, give me a generic 60 for the network. Electric Now broadcasts all of these different channels. Tune in now. Download the app. It's not that hard. You know, you figure 30 seconds, 15, 20 seconds for the opening, a half a minute, 30 seconds, 45 seconds for the, for the end credits. I got plenty of room. I I I've just done my math. I've done all of the categories and all of the special presentations and a history of the awards themselves, and I've still got fifteen to twenty minutes left in a three hour block. Don't tell me that it can't be done. And if your teleprompter goes out, you should have a backup teleprompter. <clears throat> or, at the very least, at the very least, if you're going to script your bits, if you're going to do some cutesy thing, have the script printed out and put with the envelope so they can do their thing and read their bit and do the thing. They were Most of the people who were up there were clearly uncomfortable. This had not been rehearsed that well. And then come to find out, because Tawny Newsom came out and did a presentation, and she got paired up with Bruce Boxleitner. And Boxleitner let it, let it out on stage that that wasn't the original plan. The guy he was supposed to present with for some other category didn't show up. And so they put Boxleitner with Tawny Newsom, who was supposed to present by herself. I have no idea what Boxleitner was supposed to present.
The name of the service that it's on, uh, Death Angel Shadow, it is Electric Now. And it's an app <clears throat> that you can download for your mobile device. It's also available. You just go to Electric Now. I don't even remember what the, what the website is, but electricnow.tv, I think. But electricnow.com. So, so, Electric Now. And you could watch it live. And it's still there. You could watch it now afterwards. Blindfolded in my sleep with one arm tied behind my back. I, I have half a mind to send him a note back after she says, well, it's very difficult to do this. No, here's my math. Let me do it next year. Let me do it next year. I'll do it for half the money. Whatever it costs. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'll even use I'll even use your gear. But there's a couple of things that you got to do. One, you got to do the brakes different. Two, you got to have a better mix of your bumper music. Three, get rid of that narrator voice guy. Because he was trying to do a voice. It was like, no, no, you are not Randy Radio. Stop it. And make your graphics on your website look like the graphics for the award show. Have some consistency here in your marketing and messaging. This is a very old photograph. This header here is a very old photo. This website, every time I look at this, I think of the very first sci-fi for me.com that we did. It was laid out kind of like this. I even had a nebula like that in the background. Maybe they stole my idea. Maybe they lifted my design. But this is this is 1995 here, folks. This is this is <coughs> this is Adobe PageMaker laying this out. This is this is not I get it. It's, you know, fan thing. It's retro or whatever. But come on. I could do this. I could do this. And I'd use the handheld camera. If you got one, sure, let's use it. And the award goes to I I I ugh, so frustrating. So I was watching this thing and my teeth were grinding. I was like, stop doing that. Why are you doing that? And yes, Mrs. Boss heard me from the from upstairs. I mean, she was like ugh. I had to go upstairs and, and tell her that it was bad. Because <coughs> it was. It was bad. Todd could do a better job directing the show. Todd could. Todd could do better. And I'm sure you've got a you've got a technical director there. You've got somebody pushing. You got somebody else pushing the buttons. You got somebody mixing the mixing the audio. I do all of that by myself. 
I do everything myself here. This little, this little widget right here, this piece of software that I'm using right here, it's called OBS. This does all of it. You see the little winky blinkies? I got the audio controls here. I've got my sources, my video, and my screens, and all of this other stuff. And, and everything goes through this little piece of software. Everything's here. All of my cameras, all of my, all of my monitors, all of it. I'm doing it all sitting right here at my desk. And I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever in my mind that I could do the Saturn Awards with this setup right here. With these cameras. I could do it with these cameras. I mean, this is a webcam. It's an itty-bitty tiny webcam plugged into the computer. That, that camera back there, that one, where is it? That one there, that's a webcam. Little web camera, you get it off his depot or Office Max or, or Micro Center or wherever. This camera here that I got pointed at Office Dog, it's an S it's not even HD camera. Can you tell? Probably not. This camera I got on, on Todd, also an, an an SD camera. I shot a movie with this camera. Can you tell that's not HD? Maybe. That one's a little bit, little bit goosier. <laughs> we actually, we actually talked about, uh, <clears throat> we actually talked about Sci-Fi for Me awards after the after the Hugo's imploded with the sad uh, with the with the sad puppies. Um. Because it, it was before the Dragon Awards, we actually talked a little bit about it, and and the logistics the logistics of it were such that it wasn't practical to do at the time. And one of the things that we had talked about doing after after WorldCon, after we did the big to do at Planet Comic Con, and people were asking, "Is this your new model?" I was like, "This could be the thing that we do," you know, the live broadcast. And then of course, COVID hit. And all of that stuff, all of that stuff just completely fell, fell apart. But the idea was, well, maybe we could start broadcasting the, the cosplay award ceremonies at some of these different events and do the broadcast. And then if you had an award ceremony like the Hugos or the Saturns or, or whatever, we could, we could start providing it. Of course, after COVID, all of these different Comic-Cons decided, well, we could do we could do this stuff online ourselves. And so our model kind of fell apart because everybody's now doing it all on their own. And then the Dragon Awards have been going on for a while since I think 2016. And they've been doing their own thing. So our opportunity, our, our window of opportunity just kind of got shattered by pandemic. But we talked for very briefly about the Sci-Fi for Me Awards. I think we were going to call them the Pegasus Awards. And uh, we, uh, we didn't do it. But that didn't mean we couldn't. Of course, we need to get a bigger audience first. And we do, we do need more resources because I will admit that, that, that 
at times, uh, this computer sometimes does not like having so many different peripherals plugged into it. Uh, I need to I need to actually build one. And I need to build one that has a number of different USB ports and the power to run them uh, and uh, and do. All right, I did hear back from uh, from Harry Turtle Dove's uh, rep. Uh, she has not been able to get a hold of him. So we don't have Harry Turtle Dove today. Uh, I, I, I knew as soon as I hit the button to set up Odyssey, as soon as I hit the button to say create stream, I knew as soon as I hit that button, this is not going to go. This is, this is not, this, this is going to go sideways. I, we are going to have him. We are going to have Harry Turtle Dove on the show. We just got to figure out when. He's got a new book that, that came out here not too long ago. It's called The Wages of Sin. It is an alternate history book. Um, uh, 19th century England ravaged by HIV. So he's he's basically kind of what if uh, what if HIV was kind of like the Black Plague uh, type of stereo. So that's that's there. Um, the Todd Awards. We, you know that's we could do the Todd Awards. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's that, the, the Saturn Awards. But the, the full list of winners is over at sci fi for mecom You can see over there uh, what's been going on. Also, last night, we had the Grammys. And I'm not going to get into the Grammys, but we had an announcement last night. Somebody somebody announced a new a new album. When she picked up her award, <coughs> but it's interesting. Something something interesting to note. This is the one thing that I will point out. Well, a couple of things. Uh, one, William Shatner was nominated for a Grammy, and he was at the Saturn Awards presenting an award to Seth MacFarlane. He was giving Seth MacFarlane an award. Uh, <coughs> so at the Grammys. Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris Jackson, showed up sans tattoos. And it, it, this is this is something that I saw being discussed. And I'm like, okay, well, this is how is this a big deal? But apparently, Paris Jackson has over 80 tattoos. Her body is covered in tattoos. And yet, last night. All of them were covered up. And it brings to mind something it brings to mind something that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. And I have to wonder if it's the beginning of a trend in the culture war. Because uh, a few weeks ago, I, I can't remember which award show it was. I want to say it was the Golden Globes. I made the observation that a lot of the women at the award and the red carpet stuff, a lot of them were dressed more modestly than I've seen in a while. And I, I took it as a positive. 
that's that's a good sign that maybe a little a little rational thinking is is coming to bear because a lot of these people are not bearing as much and over the weekend Jack Posobiec over at current events he he pointed out and and drew attention to the to the fact that over at 4chan there's a thread was it critics choice okay thank you Mindy <clears throat> there's a thread over 4chan these people are using generative AI to cover up, <laughs> to, to take uh, photographs that women are posting to social media, rather immodest photographs, the sexy pictures, and putting clothes on the women, dressing them modestly, and removing tattoos, digitally removing tattoos, and the women are actually looking more attractive because they're not so gussied up, for lack of a better word. <coughs> now, scripture in in Old Testament times, there was the, there's 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 uh, warnings, I guess you could say, to to. To don't don't use all this makeup and jewelry and all this decorative stuff and falderall and whatever to get attention to yourself. <clears throat> Modesty is not necessarily mandated by the Bible, but it's encouraged. And now you have 4chan. And the hashtag they use is dignify, but it's dignify, D-I-G-N-I-F-A-I, capital A-I. So dignify, 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 I don't know how to pronounce it, but dignify. And they're basically taking, they're putting, putting clothes back on these women. And it strikes me that with Paris Jackson covering up all of her tattoos, for this ceremony, for the Grammys. Are we seeing the beginning of a trend? Are we seeing a generation of people, because the younger generation is starting to, to appear to be a little bit more conservative in their thinking and a little bit more conservative in their values. And remember what, Michael, what, what, uh, what Andrew Breitbart said, politics is downstream from culture. And if the culture is swinging back toward the middle, where we're not going to sexualize everything, and we're not going to paint ink all over our bodies or whatever and call attention to ourselves and look at me, because you see, you see, the the uh, the workout videos that some of these women have been posting <coughs> on Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. And they're getting called out because they'll sit there and they'll be dressed. They'll be dressed all tight and and nothing leaves nothing to the imagination for their workouts. And then they complain because the guys in the gym are staring at the women. Well, okay, why did you dress that way if you didn't want the attention? 
You know, if you don't want anybody looking at you, you should be in a sweatshirt. Baggy pants. Just do your workout. But you're dressing as an influencer, and you've got your phone out, and you're recording your video, and you're and you all gussied up, and you got your makeup and your hair, and you, everything's tight, and all the curves and everything. No. You're complaining about attention that you get when you're shooting video to get attention. And these these women mostly are getting called out. It's like, look, you should be here. If you're here to work out, then be here to work out. You don't come here to shoot a video and pretend to work out or look at me. Come here to work out, then you work out. Put the phone away. And I'm wondering if we are starting to see a little bit more of that pendulum swinging back to center. Because people are starting to realize that the culture does not have to be driven by Hollywood, by the New York Times, by the L.A. Times, by Washington. They're starting to sit there and go, you know what? The way you want to do it doesn't work for me. I'm going to go watch... X and So channel over on YouTube. I'm going to go watch Rumble. I'm going to go watch Daily Wire. I'm going to go watch The Quarterly. <coughs> I'm going to watch one or the other or the other or the other, but I'm not going to watch you, NBC. I'm not going to watch you, MSNBC. I'm not going to watch you, CNN. And the media continues to lay off. The media continues to lose jobs. Even even social media. Snap. I don't know. You know you've got Snapchat. Snap is laying off 10% of their global workforce. This is just the latest one. This is deadline. Snap, parent of Snapchat, said today it plans to reduce its global headcount of full-time employees by about 10% or more than 500 people in its latest round of staff cuts amid copious tech sector layoffs from Amazon to Google to Microsoft. So this is, this is still going, folks. We, this, and this is not going to be the last thing. You know, Snap is just the latest. Google's laid off people. Amazon's laid off people. Amazon's laid off people at both Amazon and Twitch. <coughs> Twitch is imploding because of all of the all of the mess with the nudity stuff that happened here a few weeks ago. You have uh, you have Twitch stars, people who have been with the the Twitch platform for years, leaving to go to other platforms like Kick and Rumble. Uh, it was a po- Pokemane. Pokemane just left after being five years exclusive on Twitch. Done. Twitch is going to feel the heat. And 
Kick is not really. I mean, I guess Kick is picking up. We we never get anybody watching this over a Kick, so I haven't been pay, pay, paying attention to it. But there are a lot of people in our space who are using Kick for gaming streams and such like. I guess, I guess I could hook up the Atari and throw a camera on and, and stream ET. <coughs> But we're, there's there's a shift. There's something there's something happening. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. <coughs> and it's going to continue. It's gonna continue. Here's, here's another thing, and I don't know what's going on with this one, because we're seeing uh, Mark Miller, who's uh, Miller World, he's, he's got a number of different, uh, different comic books that he's created, and he came under fire a few weeks ago, but he's posted that he's starting to see that the cancel cult is kind of starting to fade. <coughs> the cancel cult, the cancel pigs, cancel culture, he's starting to see it, and he's he's saying well, you know maybe there's a shift even at the places like DC and Marvel there's a shift because some some titles that are coming out lately are a little bit more let's appeal to the general audience instead of trying to to convince that blue-haired land whale that we need your money you know it's it's not as much uh, of the message fiction, self-insert stuff. Now, there's been some discussion of Peach Momoko and what she's going to be doing with the new X-Men title. But Peach Momoko has a pretty good track record as a writer and an artist. So people are willing to give her a little bit of leeway, cut her some slack, see what she's going to do. <coughs> so we'll see. But you've got, was it uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, Astonishing Spider-Man, whatever that new Spider-Man title is, where Peter Parker is married to Mary Jane and they've got a kid. As if one one fine day, whatever, one one day, whatever didn't happen. Is the world starting to heal? And on the political front, I mean not even not even talk about that, but culturally you say, you know. Politics is downstream from culture. You look what just happened in where El Salvador, where their their populist president just got reelected in a landslide, something like eighty seven percent of the vote. You've got the president Malay down in Argentina making changes. Is the world starting to heal just on the cusp of World War III and Civil War II? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I just, I'm like, okay. Speaking of comics, there, there, is a, there is a thing happening. I don't know. One more day. Thank you. There is a thing happening in the comics world, the illustrators world. A number of them are leaving a particular platform called Cadence Comic Art. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what exactly is going on here. But over the weekend on Instagram, I saw a number of different illustrators saying, I'm no longer, I'm no longer doing business with Cadence Art. 
So apparently, <laughs> Cadence is a site where if I'm an illustrator, if I'm a, if I'm a comic book illustrator, I'm an artist, I could sell my art through this website. It's kind of like an Etsy or an eBay or something, I guess. It's it's a it's a consignment type of thing. And apparently, there are a number of artists that have decided in mass. There's like all at once, all of these different people are making these announcements on Instagram, all of these different people. I'm not doing business with Cadence anymore. So something has happened. And this uh, this article here from Bez Kabeen, and, and I'm not sure where this website is located. <clears throat> Numerous creators part ways with Cadence comic art. <coughs> Roman Glogulski is the uh, the writer on this one. In recent days, several comic creators have announced that they will no longer be represented by Cadence Comic Art. According to the artists and customers, the issue lies with the company itself. There have been significant changes in the lineup of artists working for Cadence. Uh, owned by Gregory Norton, it specializes in selling original artwork created by comic creators. The regularly sign, uh, They regularly sign exclusive contracts with artists, which also include individual commissions, appearances at conventions, and much more. However, recently, Norton announced to journalists that many of his collaborators have left the company. This apparently has caused a scandal and put the company in a difficult situation. Uh, Gregory Norton commented, saying, I left Cadence on Monday, January 29th, and I am no longer associated with the company. I'm trying my best to resolve any issues with the artists I've worked with over the years, but I have certain limitations. Due to the sensitivity of the situation, I am unable to provide further details at this time. So, no idea. No idea about what exactly this is going on. But here's, here's a paragraph that's got a list of all these different artists who have left their arrangements with Cadence Comic Art. And, I've, and, and this is not even all of the ones that I saw announcing over the weekend. No idea what's going on here, whether it's poor business practices. I've seen something where maybe, you know, they're not getting paid what they were going to get paid. They're not getting their commissions. Deliveries aren't happening on time. I don't know. But as things develop, we if we find out more, uh, we'll bring that to you. <clears throat> Another comic creator who is leaving-ish. Rob Liefeld posting this very long thing over here saying that he's retiring from Deadpool. So there's that going on. He says, after 33 years of not only introducing Deadpool, but chronicling many of his most popular adventures, it's time for the Deadpool daddy to say farewell. So he's, uh, he's got some more stuff going on. Uh, he, he's, he's getting ready uh, to do some things. But he said, you know, he's, he's going to be 57 the 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 eye hand coordination won't be there forever, uh, but he's going to be talking a little bit more about this on his next Rob Servations podcast. So Rob Liefeld retiring from Deadpool, uh, making that announcement over on Twitter today. All right, that's an hour. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna take a break. <clears throat> when we get back. <laughs> when we get back, I want to I want to look here at <clears throat> the latest uh, the latest thing that's coming out 
and the Disney stuff because it's uh, it's enough to make you sit there and go, hmm, Wednesday's earnings call is going to be real interesting. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on that here uh, when we get back. So don't go anywhere, folks. Stand by. You're listening to Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Until you unsubscribe in a sudden but inevitable betrayal. Hi everyone, Jason Hunt here, taking a moment to say thank you for listening to this program on the podcast player of your choice and to invite you to watch the show as it unfolds live on our various video platforms. Not only will you get to see the visual references we have, but you also have a chance to interact with us through the chat widget and during the open line hour when you can call in and be part of the show. Join us live from the bunker Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern U.S. only on Sci-Fi for Me TV. Sci-Fi for Me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci-Fi for Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci-Fi for Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. You're listening to the Sci-Fi for Me Radio Radio. No corporate overlords. No political agendas. No kidding. All right, here we go. Back live from the bunker. And uh, senior office dog still completely unmoved by all of the news. Like, like you do. I tell you though, this news, uh, this news is likely to move you a little bit. Uh, this broke uh, today. Over the weekend, uh, there was some movement on the Disney proxy war, and uh, WDW Pro, the gang over at thatparkplace.com, uh, put this out. <clears throat> and it's an interesting story. Now, we've got the Disney earnings call on Wednesday. The shareholders meeting is in April. Now that's when the 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 shareholders have their vote and decide whether or not to keep or replace any of the board members. So over the weekend, apparently there was a there was a screening, there was a premiere screening for for something called Lula, which was a a, a Selena Gomez picture. <coughs> And at this screening, a couple of notable personalities were in attendance, and they were seen together. Here's the headline from thatparkplace.com. Elon Musk and Nelson Peltz embrace publicly just days ahead of Disney's next earnings call. Musk hints he might acquire Disney. <laughs> Oh, this just keeps getting better and better, doesn't it, folks? 
So if if you will recall, there was a media summit, some kind of a thing, big, big wig thing a few weeks ago where Bob Iger spoke and Elon Musk spoke. And this is where this is where Elon Musk basically told the people who didn't want to advertise on X anymore, go do something with yourself that's not polite. And since then, Elon has had some interesting things to say about the Walt Disney Company. Now, in the midst of all of this, of course, we get news about Nelson Peltz. They've named their two people that they want to be on the, you know, they want on the board, Jay Rusulo and, and Nelson Peltz himself. They've named the two board members that they want to replace, specifically named these two. <clears throat> and we know that Peltz controls a number of shares that are not necessarily try-and-owned, but they, they have been given control, proxy control, over these things. And now there's this. Because I said, I said last week, when they, when they named the two board members that were the targets of the proxy war, I said, this is not going to be the last thing that happens before the earnings call. Because Universal did their big announcement for Epic Universe, I think on Monday or Tuesday last week. And then the next day, they dropped the two names that they want to get off the board. I said, there's going to be a third one. There's going to be something. And here it is. Here it is. We're going to get into it. <clears throat> Sergeant Wag saying hi there. Good to see you. And and Sar Sergeant Wag, I, I know I saw you over on Twitter very excited about Harry Turtledove showing up. Sadly, he's had to reschedule. And there's a story it's, that I told in the first hour. So <clears throat> anyway. We're we're adapting. We are going to have Harry Turtle Dove on. Soon. This month. It's going to happen. <clears throat> so, from the article, Bob Iger might want to order more ulcer medication. The richest man in the world who had choice words for the Disney CEO at a New York Times summit was just publicly embracing the man waging a proxy war for control of the Walt Disney Company. Lola went loca today, but not for the typical Hollywood reasons one might expect on a red carpet. I guess that's the I guess that's the movie they went to go see. I'm not sure. Instead, it could be that Disney CEO Bob Iger is seeing red after a surely orchestrated public display of camaraderie was had. Um, that's not how you spell camaraderie there, pro. Uh, between Nelson Peltz and Elon Musk. <clears throat> the latter is, of course, the man who famously told those companies boycotting Twixer for advertising money that they could go <clears throat> yourselves. He then turned to the crowd and said, Oh, hello, Bob, which was a reference to Disney CEO Bob Iger, uh, the man who had just moments earlier spoken in condescending tones about Musk and his behaviors. Meanwhile... Nelson Peltz is the largest private shareholder of Disney stock, as well as the head of Tryon, an activist investment fund looking to shore up two board seats on the Disney directorship. That's in contrast to what Disney officially wants, as the board has not recommended Tryon's proposed board members. who will be up for ballot vote come April. So RestoreTheMagic.com is where they've listed all of this stuff. Here's all of the things that are wrong with current Disney management and why they're screwing up. <clears throat> And then there's this. It's Scott Palmas breaking on Twixer this video. <clears throat> and I'm going to let you see it. I'm going to play it. It's 
Elon in a bomber jacket. Let me make sure that I've got this turned up. Why the bomber jacket? I just honestly, I just turned up too loud. It says, why the bomber jacket? Why the bomber jacket? I just honestly, I just pulled this out of my closet. So it looks really cool, like a pilot. Thanks. So I'm a pilot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> looking cool. So what brings you to the Lola carpet? I'm just uh, just here with friends. You know, thinking about companies to acquire. Whoa, like Fab TV? Maybe you can acquire Fab TV. Okay. Thinking about companies to acquire, he says. Now, he's wearing a bomber jacket, and, and it's interesting, too. The patch that's on his ball cap is the Apollo 11 patch. He's wearing an Apollo 11 ball cap. He's got a bomber jacket, and there's, hey, what's with the bomber jacket? He's like, oh, I'm a pilot. And then he says, oh, I'm just here with friends, thinking about companies to acquire. And then you have this from Doge Designer. <coughs> now, crypto, you know, Elon's a big crypto guy. And there's this over on Twixer, if I can get to it, if it'll load, because my computer is just, you know, slow sometimes. A photograph of Elon with Nelson Peltz and Nelson Peltz's two children. Grown-up children, of course. They're not the kids. But here's, here's Elon standing with the Nelson Peltz family. And Musk says, oh, I'm just here with friends. And here he is standing next to the guy who's trying to fix Disney. This is calculated. This is planned. This is a... This is a this is a signal. Shots have been fired, folks. Elon Musk has just signaled to Bob Iger that something's coming. Cuz you remember Elon when he was making all these hints about, "Well, maybe I'll just buy Twitter. Maybe I'll just buy Twitter." And everybody thought he was joking. Oh, no, he's yeah, no. He he's not going to buy Twitter. And then he did. Everybody blew a gasket. People are still losing their minds over the fact that Elon Musk owns Twitter and is changing the rules and saying freedom of speech still matters. They have lost their platform. Remember we were talking about earlier this, this uh, in the first hour about the, the pendulum swinging back to center. That happens... If you can get some kind of, of net around the censorship operatives. And Mike Benz has done a really great job of, of lining up all of the different th ways that the government, the State Department, the Department of Defense, the, 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 the non-government organizations, you know, the nonprofits, the NGOs, are working to censor speech all over the Internet. I mean, you look at what's going on right now with Tucker Carlson. He's in Russia ostensibly to interview Vladimir Putin. And we have elected officials in the United States basically saying, we shouldn't let Trump, uh, we shouldn't let Tucker back in the country because he's a traitor now. Oh, really? 
did did we repeal the First Amendment and nobody said anything? Are we at war with Russia? Because if we were at war with Russia, I could see, yeah, maybe it's not such a good idea for Tucker to go over there and talk to the guy. But we're not at war with Russia. Are we? And now you have this. I would not be surprised if we have the earnings call on Wednesday afternoon. And Wednesday afternoon you have, you know, Bob Iger and his financial people, they all get on the call and they say, oh, it's been a really great year. And yeah, we've had some challenges, but, you know, things are looking up and here's the numbers and da 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 da, da. Thanks for being here. Goodbye. And then the trades, Hollywood Reporter and Deadline, Variety, Business Insider, <clears throat> maybe The Atlantic, and Puck, and and fortune and Forbes, all, all these all these magazines, Wall Street Journal, they'll all they'll all run some run some articles about how Disney's turning around, you know, trying to you know, yeah. And then after those articles come out, I will predict after those articles come out, maybe while we're on the air Thursday, Elon Musk will drop the other shoe. Because we'll get all of these reports that are favorable to Disney. And then the rug will be pulled out from under them. Because remember also last week, not only did we get the Universal Epic Universe announcement, not only did we get that, but we also got uh, Disney's lawsuit against the governor and the secretary of state of Florida got thrown out. Dismissed for lack of standing. Now, they could try to bring that lawsuit again, but it's not going to go anywhere. Bob Iger's not having a good year. But for Nelson Peltz and Elon Musk to be publicly in the same space, standing next to each other as they are here, with Nelson Peltz's kids, this is a signal. Because not only does it say, hey, Elon and Nelson are square and, and they're, they're in alignment, but it also highlights the family aspect of this. Because remember what everybody has been pushing for. The Walt Disney Company has for so long, 100 years, been a family entertainment enterprise. And... It's time, these people say, Ike Perlmutter says, Nelson Peltz says, Elon Musk says, it's time for the Walt Disney Company to be the Walt Disney Company again. To think about family entertainment the way they used to. What we associate with Disney. And for him to stand here, not just with Nelson Peltz, but also with the family of Nelson Peltz adds another layer to this. Because I, I'm not aware, I'm not aware that his kids are involved in his company, but maybe they are. I don't know one way or the other. I'm not going to assume. 
So is this, what does this mean? <clears throat> what exactly does it mean? Because that's one of these, that's one of these things, you know. Elon, you know, this is this is back to the article here at that Park Place. Uh, James S's uh, point uh, points out the new trigger warning that's in front of the Aristocats over on Disney Plus, <coughs> and Elon says here, "quote Current Disney management is destroying the company. Time for change." He's very clearly sending a signal. Is, is he going to step in and do it, or is he just amplifying the message? Is he giving uh, more attention to the proxy war in the hopes that the shareholders will sit there and go, you know what, maybe it is time for a change? Or is he signaling, you know, he's, he's looking to acquire the Walt Disney Company? If he does, what does that mean? What does that do? Sergeant Wax says Disney shareholders would back this. They see better than media propaganda. I see. I don't know. Maybe. What would BlackRock think about this? What would Vanguard think about this? What does uh, what was the other one? Value, Value Act or whatever it is that that Iger brought into the mix to to do this. What is their reaction going to be? Matuane in the chat, good to see you. Imagine how many dyed hair writers, creatives would need to update their resumes if Elon took over. I mean, yeah, a lot of them. Because also consider, remember what happened when Elon bought Twitter? He fired 75% of the staff. Now he hired some of them back. And we've seen that in other places. We're going to lay all of you off and, and all of you reapply and we'll rehire the ones that we think we need. He might do that. But Disney's already laid off how many thousands of people? And if I had the money, and I was Elon Musk, and I was coming in and I bought the Walt Disney Company, the first thing that I would do is, after looking at, the, after looking at both sets of books... <coughs> first thing that I would do is fire a bunch of people in upper management. And then and then start selling off pieces of the company. Sell ESPN, sell Pixar, sell Lucasfilm, sell Marvel. You don't need them. Disney can be the distributor for those films and take a piece of it without having to pay for making it. Just like they used to do. Sell 20th Century Fox. Disney didn't need it. The only reason they got that, the only reason that Bob Iger went after that is for the library so they could put it on Disney+. And all of these streaming services are lost leaders. None of them have made money. Which is why you have over 1,500 free ad-supported television channels that are in existence right now, which is basic television. It's TV all over again with ads and all. 
What goes around comes around, right? We cycle back. What's old is new again. The Walt Disney Company, as it currently stands, and this is my my layman's opinion, and I'm not I'm not educated on finance and investments or anything like that. That's why we have people like Dan that come in and talk about this stuff. There is no reason why the Walt Disney Company needs to own so much stuff. They need to concentrate on the things for which they're not. Yeah, fine, keep your real estate holdings or whatever. But you have the theme parks, you have the movies and TV shows. That's that's what people know you for. You've got a lot of other things that you own. Sure, fine, whatever you're involved in. But those two things are the things what deal your reputation. That's your that's your bread and butter. It may not be the biggest money maker that you have. But it's going to be one of those things where people know you for this. And the movies that you make, the Disney movies that you make, and the other movies that you distribute speak to the reputation of the company. So, I don't know. We we are at a point now where I remember what I said about my bingo card. But of course. And I think that shoe is going to drop on Thursday. Now, I haven't decided whether uh, whether we're going to have, uh, oh, good to see you, Matuin. Uh, catch up later and, and see stuff. I, I don't think I'll talk about uh, Hondo Onaka. <clears throat> but you have, um, you have a few different channels that are probably going to uh, monitor this earnings call live. I haven't decided if we're going to do that or not. Um, maybe. I don't know. Would it be worth it to do that? I I just I'm I don't know because I know Valiant Renegade is going to be doing a, his his stream and everybody's going to be watching that one and that's fine. Um, I might just watch it and then we'll discuss because Dan's going to be on on Thursday, so I imagine we'll probably do uh, a full in depth analysis of that uh, on Thursday plus whatever news drops from Elon because I. I think we're going to get something on Thursday. I think we're going to get something on Thursday. I don't know. Uh, is ta if yeah, one man show, one man show. They're asking if one man show is here. Who's running? Who's running the show? And Matt Tween, uh, or or one man shows is Todd. Maybe Todd is uh, diligently watching over things operations here. Uh, in the studio, so um, ever vigilant, ever vigilant. It's just it's a roller coaster, folks. It's just the one thing after another, after another, after another. All right. Here, here's here's what we do. You want to you want to do open line? You want to do open line? 
Let's uh, just. Oh, by the way, congratulations to uh, Anna, that Star Wars girl. She got married over the weekend, Mrs. Peaches. Now, so uh, congratulations to her. She dressed like a princess. Everybody was out there. It was all nice and nice and pretty. And uh, MegaCon, <coughs> uh, they had a big turnout for uh, for the geeks and gamers and nerdrotic guys and and Eric July and the Ripperverse and a lot of. A lot of attention out there, long lines all over the place, and Drunk 3PO has hinted at uh, something. There's Mars Monkey Max in the chat. Good to see you. Drunk 3PO has hinted at something. He posted a photograph of him and, and Gina, and it looks like they're going to do the Comic-Con tour again like they did last year with, uh, with Jay being... Uh, a handler for Gina, so uh, and it and I'm suspecting that we're going to get something else because uh, Jay posted a video of him and James Arnold Taylor, who's the voice of Obi Wan on uh, animated stuff, and uh, Drunk 3PO is hinting at some kind of an announcement coming soon. So we'll keep an eye for that. Um, can we? Can I join the Renegade stream as a guest as entertainment commentator? Uh, I'm I'm not familiar with that stream. The Renegade stream. Um, you'll have to let me know what that is. I I don't know if I've heard of that one. There there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them out there, and and we're all in the same space now because everybody's talking about the same same stuff. So I'm I'm perfectly fine. Being a guest on other people's live streams, so if there are if there are shows out there that you think it would be a good fit for me to be out there talking about this stuff on on other channels, you know, by all means, you know, let me know. Reach out and say, hey, you need to be on this on this channel or that channel, or or tell those people on the channel you need to have this guy on as a guest, and y'all talk. Maybe we'll do that. I don't. Know. I'm I'm perfectly willing to do it. Because I frequently am on Comics Division's streams and I'm on Culture Casino streams. And, uh, you know, I've been on others. So we'll do that. <coughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. All right, let me, let me check the feeds here real quick and see if uh, anything is, is going on right now, this minute, that must have our attention. Uh, it doesn't look like anything immediate. So we will take a quick take a quick break and we will come back and we will figure out what we do next. So let me hit a couple of buttons here. And that one, and that one. And when we get back, we'll just we'll just keep we'll just keep going. We'll just keep talking. Live from the bunker, we'll be right back on Sci-Fi for Me Radio. That's a huge question and one that I would rather not answer, but I'm going to answer it. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. I was just kind of noodling on this very idea, so it's funny you bring it up. It's a good question. That's a great question. I love this question. 
Yeah. That's a good question. Count on Sci-Fi for me to be there asking all of the questions. It's a really good question. Bringing you news and opinion from all over the web. Sci-Fi for me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. If you unsubscribe to our podcasts, our legion is doomed. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. All right, back live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here along with all of you with us live. And if you're not with us live, that's okay. You can still leave a, leave a comment. We are just right now 19 away from 2,500 subscribers on YouTube. Which is not a lot in the grand scheme of things compared to a lot of other channels, but it is a milestone for us, and I'll take it. So we're that close. So tell your friends. Share the links. Get out on your socials and say, hey, y'all need to be paying attention to this channel. And if you have guests that you would like to suggest that we invite, uh, send us an email, live from the bunker at sci fi for me.com, or leave a comment on the videos. And we're buffering again. I've got a green light over here on YouTube, so I don't know where the buffering is coming from. I don't know. I hate YouTube. Don't forget to say hi to Todd. And if you will, remember to uh, send us your recording. Get get on your on your phone or whatever kind of digital recorder you have and say hi Todd and send it to us. I'm gonna do a do a thing where I get a crowd together. We'll all say hi Todd together. All right. Okay, uh, Death Angel Shadow asking about our guest, and we don't have one today. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Harry Turtle Dove. Let me let me go back on this. So uh, I told you at the beginning of the uh, of the show. So, all the way back at the beginning of January, middle of January, I got an email from from the rep saying, hey, here's this new book that's coming out. And I'm reading the description of the book. Was, this sounds kind of, you know, this is alternate history. This sounds kind of like a Harry Turtledove book. And I get through the end and they say, Harry Turtledove is, is available for interviews. Would you like to interview him? I was like, well, heck yeah, sure. Let's do it. And back and forth and back and forth. And the day the days have been kind of scrambled. And we can't do anything in January, but we can do something in February. Okay, and so I said, okay, we could do February. Just let me know. You know, here here are all the different things, and we could do these dates. And here's the time. It's you know two o'clock at Eastern, and and um, we get. I send a couple of dates. Well, those won't work. So, do you have do you have other other blocks of time that are available? And. I sent a list of four or five different dates in February that was still open. I get an email this morning that says, hey, I've got, 
I've got you on today's on the calendar for Harry Turtlelove to be on your show today. Is that right? Well, I didn't have anything else, so I sent her a note back. I said, "Yeah, we can do that today. That's no problem." And <clears throat> I get everything set up, and this is what I'm going to end up doing. I'm going to end up having to do this over on Odyssey. Now I've I've now got. A, a video URL that has Harry Turtledove's name, and I'm going to have to end up probably deleting that and and creating a new one and uploading the recording off of this uh, after the fact. Maybe. I, I don't know if I'm going to go through that much trouble or not. But, you know, airtime, you know, showtime starts, and I haven't heard back yet, and she's like, you know, I sent sent all the public links, and here's all the links to share, and here's where the show's going to be, and all that. And then she says, well, I haven't heard from Harry yet. I was like, well, wait a minute. If you say that you have it on your calendar for today, then that implies to me that you and Harry Turtledove have, have discussed it, and this is the day that you were supposed to do it. You're expecting to come on the show. I'm ready. I, I can do it. That's fine. But now, it, you know, if you can't do it today, you can't do it today. Here are some other dates. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, so this kind of thing happens. It's not the first time that we've had a guest that we plan make the plan and then the plans change. <coughs> so it happens. And I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from Paul DeGarabedian because I'm hoping I've talked to him about possibly being on the show tomorrow to talk about uh, Argyle because the the box office bomb is how they're reporting it. Uh, Road Vagabond Life says now you owe us two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. I will do my best to make it up to you because I've still got to get Lee Romare back on the schedule as well. Uh, he was He's an animatronics guy who did this Five Nights at Freddy's project, and he's working on something now that he mentioned in another interview, and he says it's a secret project he can't talk about in Orlando. <coughs> and we just got the big announcement for Universal Epic Universe Park and I have to wonder, because he does a lot of theme park, uh, theme park uh, animatronics, that uh, maybe he's working on something there. Uh, I'm seeing some digitizing. Uh, Death Angel Shadows, now he's got some buffering. I don't know what's causing that. I, I really don't. I have a green light here. It says the signal is excellent connection. I, I have no idea what's going on. I really don't. I apologize. I, I, if I could, if I could flip a switch and say make it all work nice, then I would. I don't know these. The weasels are somewhere. Uh, okay, now I'm getting now I'm getting a, an error message, not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I will admit. I'm not up on the latest technical stuff when it comes to like bit rates and that kind of thing. But when when OBS says use this bit rate and YouTube says no you need to use that bit rate and you get this other platform over here saying use this bit rate and 
I'm like, okay, well, which which should I be using? <clears throat> so I've adjusted my bit rate higher now to, to be closer to what YouTube says you need to have, but I don't know what it's going to do to any of the rest of this stuff. So I don't... It's a uh, couple of... Bi- Digitizing bursts on Rumble also? Okay. Interesting. I'm going to have to look into this because we cannot have that. Mazur says, I searched sci-fi for me on YouTube today and the Bunker live show comes up in the search as the topmost link. Bravo. Great. Wonderful. Rarely will it ever do this. I'll have to go to the channel first. Nice. Maybe the algorithm is paying attention. It's possible that it showed up because Harry Turtledove's name's in the in the in the title. Maybe. <clears throat> of course, now I got to change all of that. But that's okay. That's okay. That happens. That happens. That's the way it goes. So, so we'll 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 have this. We'll we'll consider this the practice run, right? So that when we do have Harry Turtledove on and we actually confirm the date and everything's set, all of you who are within the sound of my voice can get onto your social medias and boost the signal, blast the link out. Harry Turtledove's going to be on the channel. So... That's what we're going to do, right? Y'all y'all are y'all are my ambassadors. <coughs> you're my you're my signal boosters. For me nation and all that stuff, right? I mean, you're kind of you're kind of my version of brown coats. I'm just saying, right? Okay. Y'all want to do y'all want to do open line or 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 do we need to just wrap up? Because I still need to finish my review of Wavelengths, this book from Dan Dickolds. I'm I'm in the middle of it. I recommend it. It's a good book. And go see Argyle. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. What do we got going over here? Anywhere on Twitter? That's uh, anything happening. I don't think anything's happening over here. So, <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, um, I think I think we'll call it short. I think I think we'll cut it off there. <coughs> and when I do find out about Paul tomorrow, I will put the word out over on the socials. And let everybody know so you can share it when I post it. And we're not waiting until the last minute tomorrow. We can get it out this afternoon. As soon as I hear from Paul, I will let y'all know. And uh, you can... um, You can, in the meantime, connect with us yourselves over on socials if you haven't already. Uh, You can do a screen grab there. And uh, connect with us in all these places. Keely says, I'd love to have, love for you to have Jer- Jerry of Pop Coaster Minefield on an episode. 
to promote Vindicated. Well, I'm I'm thinking what I'm probably going to do, and I'm I'm talking to a couple of other people. I had a conversation with Luke Stone yesterday. Um, what I'm probably leaning toward doing is either the 16th or the 23rd of Friday, doing an indie creator showcase. And basically opening up that whole three hours for indie creators to come in and say, here's my book, here's my campaign, here's my stuff, here's my links. And go through and do something like that. So that, because Luke Stone over at uh, Fund My Comic, they've, they've just launched another initiative. And there's a number of different people that have got books out there that are crowdfunding right now. So we'll probably do something like that. But be, be, watching, be watching the socials. All right, that's it. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, and uh, the Disney call on Wednesday. Dan Danver will be here on Thursday. Michael Litvak here on Wednesday to talk about his movie. And maybe Paul DeGarabedian tomorrow to talk about Argyle. In the meantime, remember, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. But as we've seen, because... Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The Lord has a plan for you. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio, copyright 2024, by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi for Me Radio.